Hi everyone, thanks for stopping by the pub today. Yeah, a lot going on. You know, American football playoffs, tanks being sent over to the Ukraine, and a huge amount of hubbub on this thing called ChatGPT. So this is an interesting thing. You know, it's been around for a little while now, but it seems that suddenly it is like all over the news and making big headlines. So I had to do a little research to make sure I understood what the fuss was all about. But first, just what the hell is a chatbot? Well, that one's easy. I mean, a chatbot is some computer code designed to mimic a human conversation. And, you know, we've been dealing with uh, and interacting with these chatbots uh, and probably cussing them out for quite a few years now. You know, those endless loops of a computer voice at the help desk that just piss you off and don't really help. So with all of our deeply unsatisfying experiences with chatbots over the years, is it any wonder that this new and greatly improved chatbot is being seen as just a really smart version of the same bullshit that's been unhelpful in the past? Only now it knows and understands how unhelpful it really is. And do we really want something like this developing an inferiority complex? I think not. But this chatbot, uh, chatbot GPT, and just in case you're wondering, the GPT is short for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, whatever the fuck that means. I'm guessing that it might have initially stood for Gateway Prototype Terminator. Now, this chatbot is different, though. I mean, it's versatile. For example, it has the ability to write and debug computer programming. It can compose music, plays, fairy tales, student essays. It can answer test questions, and sometimes depending on the test, at a level pretty much above the average human test taker. It can write poetry and song lyrics, scholarly articles, and probably most of the news stories that we read. I mean, the recent articles about how this chatbot was able to pass entrance exams to some Ivy League law schools and the prestigious Wharton School of Business. So, okay, this chatbot is a hell of a lot smarter than I am. Uh, hopefully my bank will buy a copy of this and make my online banking questions much more productive. And then people are freaking out about students using this to cheat. Well, maybe this is true. You know, I'm thinking that some students will cheat regardless of whatever new technology is out there. I'll bet the good folks over at the Encyclopedia Britannica opposed the same argument back in the early 90s when the internet really started to come into its own. But you know, this may just be a popular example of where AI or artificial intelligence is headed in general. I mean, it really has put AI on the front page of every newspaper. <laughs> Newspapers. Now, there is a dying technology that AI and these chatbots along with the internet are burying pretty quickly. I doubt that 1 in 50 people my age or younger actually pick up a hard copy newspaper. We just surf over to our favorite website. But where is that content coming from? Human journalists, we like to think, but I suspect that more and more news copy, and certainly much more in the not-so-distant future, will be written by a computer. And if chatbot GPT is any indication, the vast majority of us will not be able to tell the difference. So is this a big deal? I mean, if the content is factual and accurate, do we care? Well, the journalists losing their jobs sure as hell care. I mean, how long before chatbot comes for your job? I mean, this is probably the thing that AI uh, has everybody really worried about, right? And now, most likely AI is not going to kill us or enslave us yet, uh, but it will eliminate some jobs rather more quickly than we know how to deal with. Um, eventually we'll adjust, but those transitions resulting from major tech changes are typically not as easy as we'd like. I mean, one key issue is how do we prepare for significantly reduced employment due to future AI? 
that being able to handle much of our kind of our routine work. In addition, instead of concerns about AI being too smart for us, the initial rollout of, of this is more likely to pose a concern in terms of it not being as smart as people think it should be. Early autonomous AI systems are going to make mistakes that maybe a lot of humans would not make. Um, hopefully nothing critical like keeping the lights on or making sure paychecks get deposited, right? How do you think we get people to think about that and understand it? We should worry a lot about climate change, nuclear weapons, antibiotic-resistant germs, and reactionary neo-fascist political movements. We should worry some about the displacement of workers in an automating economy, but we shouldn't spend too much time worrying about AI taking over the human race. Uh, really, I think there are four main issues concerning AI. First, there's the concern about the general adverse impact of AI on labor. I mean, technology has already had an impact like this, and it's expected to grow in the coming years. Second, there's a concern about important decisions being delegated to AI systems. I mean, we really do have to have some serious discussions regarding which decisions should be made by humans and which ones the machines get to make. Third, there's the issue of lethal autonomous weapon systems. Now, this is something I didn't really know much about, but a quick search on the internet told me some scary shit. These are military systems that can independently search for and engage targets based on pre-programmed information. Holy shit. So what happens when Chatbot decides to have a friendly conversation with a Minuteman 2 ICBM? Eek. And finally, there's this the final issue of, you know, superintelligence, the risk of humanity losing control of machines. You know, my guess that for the most likely future for humans and AI is this. The, the gradual enfeeblement of, of human society as more knowledge and know-how resides in and is transmitted through these machines, fewer and fewer humans are going to be motivated to learn the hard stuff in the absence of a real need. Secondly, I, I worry about the loss of control over intelligent malware or the deliberate misuse of unsafe AI for pretty nefarious ends. I mean, if, if AI contributed either to the capacities of Russian hacking or campaigns for Brexit or U.S. presidents' elections, or campaigns to manipulate voters into not bothering to vote based on social media profiles, or if it's part of the socio-technological forces that have led to the increases in wealth and inequality, political polarization like the ones in the late 19th and 20th century that, well, brought us two world wars and a Great Depression, yeah, then we should be very fucking afraid. Just think of the various science fiction gadgets and situations that have come true over the last 50 to 100 years. It's kind of spooky when you think about it. I mean, back in the late 60s, Captain Kirk used this high-tech communicator that looked eerily like my first flip phone. And just a few days ago, I read an article in a reputable scientific journal about an actual tractor beam. You know, the kind they used on Star Trek all the time? A real-life tractor beam. Okay, so yeah, it's only working on a very small scale with extremely tiny objects, but it's big enough that you can see it moving stuff without a microscope. So that shit is real. I mean, what else from sci-fi can we expect to become commonplace over the next 50 years? So what do we say to those who envision a future where AI has gone rogue? Think HAL from 2001 A Space Odyssey or the Terminator movie series. People don't like machines that get too smart because we fear we can't control it. This popular representation of AI gone bad is causing a general wariness in the public surrounding the development of an intelligent system technology. It may not come to pass, and, you know, I'm just covering my bases here, but if it does turn out that the machines turn on us, all is not lost. 
You see, a future Sarah Connor is in training as we speak right outside of Portland, Oregon. Believe me when I tell you that LG will be ready just in case a T-1000 shows up one of these days. Well, hey, thanks for stopping by today. And if you're listening on February 2nd, play this podcast again tomorrow and the next day and the next. <laughs> and thanks for appreciating my lame Groundhog's Day reference. Ciao.